Estás escuchando Radio Primavera Sound. Estás escuchando Radio Primavera Sound. Proudly presented by Cooper. RPS. Welcome to the Weekly Review, a Radio Primavera Sounds show where two adult dads try to keep up with the movers and shakers of pop culture with the guidance and wisdom of a bright young mind we sometimes call the Jimenez Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> On today's show, we talk about Anna Delvey, the fake heiress who conned her way up the social ladder of New York's art investor scene. Ben Cardew shall offer his professional review of Big Thief's latest grand opus, Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Yes, that is the title. I shall say it again. Dragon New Way, New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. No commas, no punctuation to guide you in its pronunciation. Just Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Fabu you like saying that, don't you? I love it, I love it. It's made for radio. Fabulous title. Uh, it shall be abbreviated to Dragon in no time by Big Thief fans, no doubt. We may or may not have something interesting to say now about last Sunday's Super Bowl halftime special with Dr. Dre and friends. And most importantly, we shall try to address some of the questions you've been posting online regarding Barcelona's Primavera Sound Festival, which is only less than four months away. Vámonos! Go, 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 Charlie. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a card like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck. It's not your birthday. You'll find me in the club. It's not your birthday. <laughs> Last Sunday, the NFL team Cincinnati Bengals faced the LA Rams in their own city in the SoFi Stadium located in Inglewood. The producers of America's largest sporting event, this year it was Jay-Z's Rock Nation, made the fantastic choice of offering the massive halftime spectacle slot to one of the city's most famous citizens, Dr. Dre, who was joined by some of his megastar protégés like Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige. Oh, and Anderson Park was on drums with his band. What a show! Uh, uh, usually, the halftime slot goes to the kind of universal megastars whose careers span various generations and are primetime radio mainstays. Gangster rap was infamously derided by American media in the 90s, accused of fueling the 90s LA riots, gun crime, etc. It was subversive music which challenged authority. And all of a sudden, here it was in one of the most uh, family-friendly spectacles uh, on American television. Did any of you have the chance to see this halftime show? No, because no. I'm just a little bit skeptical of seeing all these grown-ass men. <laughs> and woman. Mary and woman. And yeah, Mary, she, yeah. If she was by herself, maybe I would have watched it. But I don't know, the idea of seeing Eminem on <laughs> doing a halftime show, I was like... I don't think I'm interested. Like I've seen, I I've seen people talking about it, and I, I think it's not that bad as I thought it would be. But uh, I just 
couldn't be bothered. And I love watching the halftime show. Like, it's the only thing I know about the Super Bowl. I, I don't know anything else. <laughs> you don't know about the Rams or yeah, the Bengals? Yeah, I, I don't even that know what sport goal, the eh? Super Bowl fourth, is. I, what I, a fourth it, down thing. <laughs> <laughs> what about the commercials? Did you see the McDonald's ad with McCartney? <laughs> With who? Kanye, Kanye West. Was it, yeah. was it a McDonald's yeah, ad? Yeah, they, they did a McDonald's ad. Uh, here we are giving free publicity. They gave this uh, fast food chain uh, <laughs> advertisement, <laughs> and Kanye and Kanye <laughs> has a, a little a cameo in it. So he he also he was actually in the stadium watching the show. I bet he was like suffering, thinking oh, I should have done the halftime show, you know. And and because no, I think that's, he was super proud of the ad. He made a, an Instagram post like, did oh, he, you see the ad that he, rocked? <laughs> he was, he's, and it's it's quite funny, you know. He pulls up in this in one of his incredible tractor things, you know. It's kind of like Bruce Wayne's toys. Um, anyway, but I mean, him in the audience, I want, I, I bet he was like fomoing, like thinking I should have had, you know. He's never done the halftime slot. I think he would do a very interesting mm -hmm. halftime slot. Yeah. Because, you know, his career is very, you know, it spans a lot of decades as well, you know, and he's a pop cultural icon and he's also a, now a sports entrepreneur. I just thought it was fascinating that basically, you know, this gangster rap that, you know, 30 years ago was essentially seen as the devil is like, this is big, big time entertainment. I think that's very, it just says a lot about how big hip hop is these days and like, you know, yeah. American entertainment that, you know, they kind of, almost anything can, can as long as it's big enough, you know, in America, yeah. it kind of becomes like accepted because mm. you know obviously americans love success and it's like yeah. okay you know well you've made all of this success you've made all of this money you've made this kind of empire it's like okay well welcome you back you it's know. so big and that, so it should i think you know it's so big that it, even mars generation find them like stale now it's like see it's like for a certain generation seeing like the the sort of Uh, I don't know it, when you see someone like Bruce Springsteen that Ben and I will appreciate like oh yeah you know, oh no a... I hate Bruce Springsteen okay all right <laughs> oh blasphemy yeah. careful <laughs> um, but you know what I mean like that's that sense of ah these old guys get on with it these rich millionaires and now Mar has that perception of these incredibly successful millionaires who've been in mainstream media for so long but I mean how many icons can get away with showing up in a tracksuit for a halftime Super Bowl show and still come off as elegant in my point of view he's you know snoop is so effortless and suave and he's always represented this kind of ghetto comfort but still has the mannerisms of a prince you know and to see him rising into the rooftops of these makeshift houses like the ones that line the streets of neighboring compton to sing his verses on the next episode which include lyrics like take a bullet with some dick and take this dope on this jet out of town put it down for the father of rap I mean, they did. They they were so professional. They they kind of omitted the n word and the swear words and changed them into bro and homie and stuff like that. And you didn't you didn't even notice. You know, I had to put my headphones on and read the genius lyrics of the original song to see. Oh look, this is how they did it. Uh, it was Although they did sort of say, "Oh, still have no love for the police," right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's a shame. Obviously, Nate Dogg, rest in peace. He, he you know. But there was that famous line off that song when it ends. It's like smoke weed every day. You know, it would have been a amazing if they would have just sort of played back that moment you know a moment like kept that dramatic silence and all of a sudden the stadium waiting for it like smoke weed every day <laughs> um and funny speaking of weed there's actual fan footage you know people recording from the uh, audiences and you can see snoop having a sneaky little puff like right before climbing the steps the man you know he's, he, he needs to be medicated y'all uh, oh yeah it's basically it's legal in california isn't it ah 
that's to, true. You know, it's not like he did anything illegal. He could have been vaping, but it was a prop. I think it was a proper doobie. Maybe he had sprained his ankle and went to his doctor. And, <laughs> or I, I think actually, am I right in saying I don't think you even need a doctor's note anymore? I no, think it's just, I don't just think legal, so. legal, legal, kind of. Wow. Legal. As long wow. as you're not black and traffic uh, the one the person selling it it's it's good well that's the thing how many mm, afro descendant or afro americans have been incarcerated just for having like mm. a bag of weed and not having like a medical slip or whatever right there's so many people in, so many black people in jail in america it's it's it really is a problem so that's why i had a bit of a Mm, critical moment think there's a moment i think during kendrick's performance where oh, i can't remember now where the a lot of the dancers are dressed like uh, prison inmates oh. so it's kind of um taking the aesthetic and kendrick lamar has done it before in grammy awards where he wore the orange jumpsuit and that was a powerful statement like it was a critique yeah. uh, th singing all right you know it was a powerful critique of the prison justice uh, the prison system how it's really unfair and it, you know and his lyrics and everything it's like look i'm going to use this mainstream platform to address this issue but here in the super bowl because everyone's so cheery and and the rappers are having this moment of celebration like we're here we're accepted you know this is an incredible moment for us for our people but at the same time it's almost like tokenizing the 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 prison shtick you know like oh black people in prison uniforms that's a normal thing that's a normal thing in american culture it's the new slaves that Kanye always talks about, you know, it's like, let's not laugh about it. You know, let's not think, oh, it's okay. Black people in jumpsuits. It's like, uh, yeah, but this is a problem. We don't want black people to be wearing prison uniforms. We want them to be, you know, wearing yeah, normal clothes because they're out and free, right? It's not like a prompt for a show. It's it's a real issue. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about it that way. And I, I think you're totally right. Yeah. It reads that way. It, it, that, that, that's how, it, at least this time, you know, but you always when Kendrick came out it was a welcome uh, surprise because he's been kind of quiet you know because he was so everywhere when uh, when you know to pimp and butterfly was out and uh, damn was out you know all of a sudden Kendrick's been quiet during the pandemic and stuff and it's like ooh, what's he been, what's he been up to and he came out looking fabulous but I thought that was what kept it from being kind of like totally retro having Kendrick in it as well. You know, the rest of it was like pretty much, oh, well, here are the hits from 20 years ago. And then Kendrick comes along with, with you know, all right, was a massive, massive hit just a few years ago and continuing relevant. I thought it made uh, it, uh, a lot more, well, the whole thing made a lot more relevant, you know, as something that exists in 2022. Yeah. Because, for instance, having Mary J. Blige on, even though Dr. Dre did produce, uh, she, she performed a little bit of family... What was it called? Family Affair at the beginning before singing one of her biggest hits, No More Drama. Uh, yeah, that was produced by Dre and it was off the album No More Drama, which was mainly more kind of a, a, a Diddy mm, production. Well, Diddy and uh, other producers. But Mary J. Blige is the baddest bitch of all time. Uh, you know, No More Drama was actually a song which addressed, you know, her her tumultuous times, you know, the her problems with alcohol, her 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 anger management problems you know she even more than Lil Kim even more than Foxy Brown you know Mary J was the, is the baddest queen of all time and she deserved that slot and everything I, the thing is the no more drama thing it's like oh they always rope her in to perform no more drama like oh you know the angry black woman thing again uh, let, couldn't she have 
had a moment to sing Real Love, even though it has no affiliation with Dr. Dre. I don't know. Uh, Real Love was a positive song. It was one of her big hits. But you're know. kind of at the stage where you want, like, the biggest hits, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, you know, you got, what, 14 minutes or something to fill. Yeah, you know, yeah. got to throw the, the really big ones. I thought more of Blood was brilliant. I love the way she collapsed at the end of singing. Yeah. Like, well, not collapsed, but sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's like, right, I cannot give you any more. That's yeah. it. I can't give you any more. And 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 uh, fifty cent looked like a hundred cents. Uh, <laughs> so rude. <laughs> I know. So sorry. Rude. I mean, he sort of changed the lyrics of instead of in the club, in the gym, uh, for a moment. Or not in the gym. <laughs> or not in the gym. <laughs> a bottle full of bub. For a moment, I thought it was bizarre from D12 hanging oh, upside down. Come on, come on. <laughs> He's been living the good life, looking gorgeous and well fed. Is it bizarre dead? Uh, oh damn. That, uh, rest in peace, Bizarre, if it's so uh, stammy. Oh, yeah. Sorry, blasphemy. I, I've no, thought... no, no. Oh, he's not, apparently. He's not. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, uh, but yeah, Sorry. all he needed was the shower cap and it would have been bizarre. Um, another thing I didn't notice, uh, but I read up on, the deaf rappers Sean Forbes and Warren Snipe performed in American Sign Language during the show. Uh, this was the first time that American Sign Language was used during a halftime show at the Super Bowl. That was very nice, very inclusive. Uh, Eminem kneeled after his set as a tribute to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, but as Mar would say, because he's a successful white rapper, no kind of sanction will be uh, imposed on Eminem. In fact, the producers of the show saw Eminem kneeling during rehearsals and they were fine. It's like, we're over that. You know, if Colin does it, maybe we'll have issues with it. Well, he's already been kind of banished from the NFL and stuff and uh, for taking the kneel but when Eminem does it it's like yeah man okay by now we're all okay with it uh, um, and it and it seems like Eminem always le only leaves the house to perform lose yourself if he's paid a lot of money remember when he did it at the Oscars last year or like two true, ceremonies true, true. ago and that Billie is... Eilish looking at like oh weird at him like who is that who is this guy <laughs> this granddad this old man but <laughs> Were they paid? I heard somewhere I don't think so. I think they were not paid. I think not only are you not what? paid, you have to front the cost yourself. Wait, I no, think no, no. Jay Z no. paid for like okay. having the space, because but he asked them as a friend, like, "Hey, would you be interested in having this space?" But I'm not gonna pay you. Like, there's no way any of these people leave the house if Someone they're not getting said paid. That. They might not be paid for the Super for Bowl halftime show, which is watched by like a hundred million people. Oh yeah, your streaming numbers go up, so that's money from their streaming mm. and whatever, their albums, their tours and stuff. Mary J, I think, is promoting a new album, isn't she? I think she's she's got. And you, uh, let me see. Uh, I, saw I can imagine them not being paid. Good morning, like, gorgeous. I think it's really yeah. possible they didn't get paid. They get got paid by the promo of <sighs> having airtime. Well, the, there's a new, there is a new her 14th studio album. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. So that came in handy. But they might, there must be some kind of. I don't know. I know that the weekend last Super Bowl, he did put. A lot of money from True. his own pocket, yeah. but because he's he promoting to a tour, like, yeah. no, he, he a world tour. Mm. So I guess that's a way of like, hey, if you know, I'm gonna, I'm going on tour. This is what it's gonna look like, and that's a great way of selling tickets. Okay, apparently you do not get paid for the various things I've just looked up. You get paid nothing. That is weird for especially Dr. Dre, who's like an an, an incredible talented money maker. But uh, in 2006. Uh, yeah, in 2015, Katy Perry got 118.5 million viewers. Wow! Which isn't bad. Wow. Yeah. 
that's the that's the that's the, that's the congratulations, Katy Perry. Mm, I mean, can you imagine the conversation? So, yes, I'd love you to come in, curate it, do all your your big hits. It's going to be great. It's going to be the biggest production ever. It's going to be like, and uh, yeah, what's what? Yeah, yeah, you know, Jay Z. What's 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 the fee for this? Well, you know, you know, exposure, exposure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it is the most coveted exposure. I mean, just the advertisements alone, they are the most expensive advertising slots on American television. And and there's always the, these incredible campaigns, these incredible Super Bowl only made, uh, Super Bowl made, made for Super Bowl only advertisements, very humorous, and they'll bring in, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all these big names to do all these funny ads and stuff. And this year it was Kanye. Uh, it's funny because Judd Apatow, the, the film director and the, and the successful Hollywood producer of all those comedies starring Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, etc. He was like two rows or something behind Kanye and he was filming him like or spying on him. And apparently he shamed Kanye on Instagram because Kanye did the whole wearing the face mask. And he could hear Kanye saying to his friend, like, I'm really hot in this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to stand the whole the whole Super Bowl. And the friend apparently was saying, you should have come without it, man. He's like, yeah, but I can't take it off now. He's like, it's true, you can't. You've got to commit to the look. And by the halftime, he'd taken it off. You know, he couldn't he couldn't stand it. It was a really hot day that day or something in L.A. <laughs> Talking of which, uh, haven't him and Julia split up? Yes, and apparently that's even a performance. They, on, on, they announced it on St. Valentine's last Oh yeah. my god, is Julia there is any love left in the world? Crazy on st- on the Instagram stories. It's I cannot keep up with I, I think it's more interesting what Julia is doing than what Kanye is doing. What with ca- the whole Instagram <laughs> thing of posting every two seconds it's- everything that goes through your head it's because kanye is doing like he's always walking that fine line between doing awesome things like his sunday service choirs and yeah. and, and his good things that he does but then it's but the, the harassing way he's like harassing kim <laughs> yeah. uh, put it mixing his children like yeah. being like sharing all this like information with you know and everyone always in the comment section is like you need to take this off instagram you know even his fans are like please don't discuss this for the sake of the children he's shaming kim because she's letting the uh, chicago or what saint i don't know have tiktok accounts and he's like hey, they shouldn't have tiktoks but then he's like oversharing and over posting doing all this kind of damaging stuff that doesn't get taken off you know because people screen grab and of <sighs> course this week uh in fact today debuts the new uh genius uh series on netflix which surely we're going to be talking about oh yes is it today available I believe it? it's today yeah i thought it was like next month or something Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm no, pretty sure I, it's um, you must be right. I, I read a review that said uh, it's really interesting because apparently when like you see lots of footage when he was young and he was like really nice and friendly and like really making great jokes and like then his mum would tell him off and his mum is apparently was sorry like really really you know incredible person you really want to see more of his mum yeah um, and it's just like a real shock seeing that you know compared to uh. the slightly. Um, Different, different Kanye. He he's turned out into. It, it is coming out this Wednesday, not not this Wednesday. Wednesday, what? Twenty three of February. Oh, good. 23rd. Okay, twenty third. Good. Um. Uh. What else? Halftime. Uh. Yeah. Eminem. Lose yourself. Kneeling. Uh. Death rappers. Blah blah blah. Well, yeah. That was. Yeah. That was a nice little roundup. Um. So we listen to Sharon Vanetten of all because Sharon Vanetten relevant. Is, it's relevant. It's relevant. <laughs> not, to not, gangster to that, rap. not to this bit, <laughs> but to the next bit. Segment divider. <laughs>
listening to Porta by Sharon Van Etten. Why, Ben? Because she is playing Primavera Sound, and we're going to be talking uh, next about our tips for Primavera Sound. And Porta in Catalan means door, no? Or gate. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, so there's that. So, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm, where I'm you going with this? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, but Ben spends a lot of time searching Reddit for what the what the people are saying, and uh, apparently a lot of people are asking rather than saying about um, things about related to their imminent visits to. Barcelona uh, coinciding with the Primavera Sound Festival which is only less than four months away um, you see I like doing this it makes us feel like public service broadcasters you know <laughs> yeah. like giving yeah. giving to the people basically because I see people with these questions on Reddit I'm like oh because we can answer this right Ma is literally Catalan um, <laughs> yeah. literally so she's in the pool with the longest living women on earth Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Her there you Japanese go, you're women. welcome, Reddit. I will if, live a long time. If you're going to take you advice from anyone, <laughs> make sure it's M-A-R, superstar. Um, one of the questions is, um, uh, anyone, uh, w anyone recommend areas to stay if you're going for the whole two weeks? Because I remind listeners, Primavera Sound this year is going to be celebrated over two weekends with a nice filler of a sandwich of uh, uh, concerts around the city in the in from monday to thursday in between yes so where to stay well yeah if you're gonna stay for two weeks where would you stay mar or where would you recommend your friends to stay like not the obvious places because if you, it would be where could you get a better offer yeah that's what i was wondering because i bet the city will like the places you would normally bo book yeah. in a normal like time hmm. they will be learn now but yeah. I don't have any like hack you can do or something I, I uh, maybe get not in the city center maybe areas that are not as as Barcelona as you can get yeah look at Google Maps and look at where the forum is no look at where Las Ramblas is and go as farther away from yeah. possible from Las Ramblas that will be cheaper Badalona It's, it's, it's like outside of Barcelona, but it's quite close to the Forum. And it has a lovely beach. And, and it has a lovely well beach. well communicated. You can go by metro. Yeah, and a tram, like overground tram. No? Yeah, the tram. Yeah, and the tram is, uh, like, in my opinion, the greatest public transport. Oh, I have. love the tram. <laughs> it, that is the, the best thing in the whole world after the mm -hmm. festival is getting on the tram. Because yeah. you see all these people, like, there's a queue for the taxi, like, yay long. And you, say, and you know the metro is going to be like that. And you're like... I'm getting on the tram. Yeah. I love, love, love the tram. And it's kind of full, but never that full because people just don't kind of know where it goes. Yep. And I live just by a tram stop. Yeah. I love it. And it goes to Badalona. So stay in Badalona, maybe. This is courtesy of the Badalona Tourist Board. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but it's true. It's nice. Well, I don't know Badalona that much, but yeah, it's, a, it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I go quite a lot. There's, yeah, the beach restaurants are nice. Even And it's more like really local. Like there's people who live in Badalona or, you know, it's not like as um, cosmopolitan as Barcelona. So if you want the the real taste of like Barcelona local flavors or whatever, Badalona is, is, is a good mm -hmm. place to start and have some vermouths. Um, biggest tips for budgeting. Eat kebabs <laughs> or exist on kebabs or eat at cheap restaurants. Don't <laughs> exist on kebabs. <laughs> You'll be very ill. <laughs> I mean... What? Especially if you do the falafel, the falafel ones. Uh, no, seriously. Um, good thing about Spain is that it's relatively cheap to eat really well in Spanish restaurants. So look, always look for those Spanish-looking restaurants, and especially if you see elder people cooking 
big meal at midday is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it, like if you have your main meal at midday, then you can get like a menu del dia and that, but like what, eleven euros, twelve euros, something like that. Yeah. Eat like a fool, and then you know. I'm having serious doubts about the menu del dia as a from a healthy stand uh, standpoint. Why? I think it's every time I have a menu del dia, right? Menu del dia in Spain is a, a you get a, a starter, a main, and a dessert, and and usually coffee is included. And, and wine, very cheap and wine. And wine, very cheap wine, especially... British te- people are coming, they'll, they'll want to know oh, about yes. cheap wine. And the, 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 the most incredible uh, thing to accompany a menu del dia is wine with a shot of casera, like a soda, right? That's, that makes it a little bit um, easier to drink and, you know, you don't, you don't kind of feel like you're having a, two glasses of wine. I don't know, whatever. It makes it a bit more lighter. But um, I always feel really Have full. Have you ever met any British people? you <laughs> 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 I, I mean, your mum, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've got issues with it because every time I have a menu del dia, I feel really heavy afterwards and I need to have a lie down. Obviously, siesta is a Spanish invention. You can have a siesta, but it's not very productive. Uh, but if you are going to a festival, you are going to burn off all those kind that extra weight. So think yeah. of how much you're going to be walking. Think of all the stamina yeah. you're going to get. And, you know, you do eat something at night. But like, if you have a lovely menu del dia, yeah. Also, it's a good place to go. You know, it's a good way to check out the best restaurants. You know, you might not be able to get in in the evening, but menu del dia. Yeah, true, true, and always great value. You know, usually between ten and thirteen euros, you can get a, that that kind of full menu. I mean, someone was saying on Reddit, I think it was, that Barcelona is as expensive as London. It's like, no, no way, no way. It's no. expensive, but not expensive compared to London or these European cities on the north. Yeah, yeah. But I, it is getting there. <laughs> Slowly. No, but it's, it's expensive for Spain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most expensive places in Spain. Yes. But, yeah. like, in European standard, it's so much cheaper than anywhere in the UK, pretty yeah. much. Um, and, you know, I mean, Norway, Sweden, it's going a lot, lot cheaper. Oh, that, yes. You know? So <laughs> for, the, for, for the Scandinavians, it, it's a song coming here. Um, yeah. Uh, I reckon, I reckon uh, you could survive on 50 euros a day. 50? 50. 50. 5-0. 5-0. That's quite... No, a, no, that's, that's not a, accommodation, not accommodation. Okay. No, accommodation. Just on food, 50. Yeah, that's... Unless, that, and drink. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, like your That's transport. Transport is going to be very trans. Fifty a day. I'm t- like, I, I got less. biggest tips for budgeting. That you know, fifty is if budgeting. you're like a high roller, <laughs> not high roller, but if you know, okay, fifty. Yeah, I guess when you ask for per diems when you're working, no, and you have to uh, yeah, <laughs> bump guess, them up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, lunch and dinner. Okay, take into account that at the festival you rarely have a proper dinner. You're kind of sort of having yeah. burgers or whatever, no, like just feeding yourself between concerts. Look, I mean, look, put it this way, you're probably going to spend on drink, you're probably going to spend like, let's say, 25 euros a day, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. You want at least, at least like, you want one big meal that's kind of like yeah. 12 euros, 13 euros, something like that. You know, you're already getting up there and then like transport... Yes, s- since you've mentioned the English, the English are always very good at festivals because they all they, their their budget is uh, food money, basically French fries, cri- mm. chips, right? Yeah, with cheese, with <laughs> cheese, or all those sort of sauces. And I always I remember going to Benny Kassim, full of English people, everyone with those cones full of like crisp uh, potato chips, French fries. And it's if you think of it, it's a good sort of uh, basis of uh, carbohydrates, you know. And then it's just like soaking up the booze, you know. So they'd rather spend more on beer, and uh, fill fill up with 
potato chips, and I guess it's a vegetarian option. Yeah, mm. it, it's one thing. It's like it, it's a classic festival food. It's like chips with cheese melted on top of it. Because like most times of the year, you'd be like, oh god, what well, chips and then cheese on top? Yeah. A bit yeah. too much, well, maybe. But like at a festival, when you're hungry, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's been raining for the last five days. <laughs> drunk, it's like, oh yeah, I, I want that. Some, some nice warm chips. Exactly. <laughs> Another question is,、uh, how many acts per day should they watch? Acts.、Uh, what do you think, Ben? Oh, I'm gonna go for maximum seven. Wow, seven, Mar. I was wondering how many. If you wanted to see them all, how how many are they? Like a thousand, because the 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 lineup is so long. There must be like a lot of acts per day. I cannot even、yeah. like. Oh. I am already getting stressed about thinking about、yeah. which one will I have to choose. I'm already getting FOMO. Like、yeah. I know I'm gonna miss out yeah, on so、I'm、many things. Yeah, I'm gonna miss the one that everyone's gonna be talking about for the next five oh, years. Oh, I hate that.、Yeah. When something that you didn't you didn't pay attention to some small smaller name, and all of a sudden you get to the office or whatever, and every everyone, or internet,、yeah. everyone's talking about that new band, and you're like, oh, I want to see Pavement. Oh, <laughs> you you know that that legendary Radiohead Glastonbury gig. That everyone goes on about regularly voted the best gig ever. I was there. I didn't go.、Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> that sucks big time. He's <laughs> like, I didn't see it. I'm so. <laughs> I, no, I, I think seven is a good amount, right? Because like, if、yeah. you, it, it's kind of reasonable. You'll maybe like, I mean, depending on clashes, you you won't be able to see all of it. But like, you know, you've arrived. Let's say you arrive, kind of like. 5 p.m. or something like that, you know. That's like what one, and and you stay till two, you know. Less、yeah. less than one band an hour, you、mm. know, and a bit of wandering around, a bit of running around、mm. space. It's like you get to see a lot of things, but you don't kind of stress yourself out. Like,、yeah. there's like people kind of you get people who like got their spreadsheet like no, 15 minutes here, then I'm、yeah. gonna go off and see、mm. you know shellac or whatever, and you like, yeah, all right, you do go and see like. Twenty-three bands a day or something. But do you really enjoy it? No. You know? And is there anything worse than even gig? You're really enjoying it to go and see another band, and they're yeah, they, they just don't quite do it. I'm I, I'm I'm comfortable with like five uh five per day, and then just nibbling from stages as I walk, and because you also like to mingle and talk with people and hang out. I hate talking with people. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, not during show, but no, the, no, no. Hate it. Hate it. No one, <laughs> don't anyone talk to me. <laughs> I know. Isn't it horrible when when because obviously you run into lots of people you haven't seen for ages, and now it's going to just be crazy because there's some people we haven't seen since the pre-pandemic. And you know when all of a sudden you're oh they're playing the song that you're really looking you were li- looking forward to and all of a sudden hey Ben how are you doing oh what you been up to mate and you want to be polite and and I hate doing that like excuse me do you mind like can we talk I, I I I've done it a couple of times and I've really felt guilty like oh what a, he's like oh sorry you really want to see this gig rather than talk to me and like, you、what? haven't seen the year. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 that's, that's tricky.、Um, I, I do like talking to people, and actually, no, it's true. There's a it's a time that a lot of people you haven't seen in a long time. That's it's quite frustrating, isn't it? Because it's time like loads of people you know come to Barcelona. Just like, why don't you come in like September?、I、I'm、know. not doing anything in September. You know,、exactly. you go and have a lovely drink and and you know, or like a cup of tea or whatever. But no, like you're here just when I don't know Rigoberta Bandini is is playing or, or something <laughs> something like that. Is she on the lineup? Yes. Is she yeah, right? But was she one a late addition or was she there from? Well, anyway, she's she'll probably draw a very very large crowd. Oh, this was another thing. Recommendations for local、uh, local acts. Oh, very good segue. 
Rigoberta, um, Bandini. Rigoberta's going to be good if you're after some pop, I reckon. I've, I've gone off her a bit. I've actually gone on her. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, uh, sorry. You and me, sounds... we're, we're like the yin and yang. Never can we like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ever since the Eurovision song, uh, you know, she, she, she was a candidate for Spain's, Eurobe- Spain's Eurovision contestant. Uh, but she lost out to um, Chanel. Uh, but because they were playing the song all of all the time on mainstream shows and stuff, uh, the ma 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 it really sort of stuck in. And because my girlfriend's always doing ma ma to mm-hmm. our daughter, like ma ma, it, mm-hmm. it just became this kind of thing where I always listen to it and reminds me of my girlfriend thing with our daughter. So it's like ma 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 ma. I don't know. Actually, I'm, I, can I roll back on that slightly? I think for me, she doesn't make like I I like her a lot more in summer. Because like when she released was it Julio Iglesias? Yeah. And it was like December. I was like, yeah. no, it, it was really summery. I was like, it's December. I'm not for this. But when summer comes around, yeah. Yeah, because the visuals, it's like her in a sort of swimming pool garden. And I love Julio Iglesias and the vibe. <laughs> oh, exactly. The Julio Iglesias vibe that she talent yes. channels. Yes. Are you still into her? Into Rigoberta? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I think everyone now that she's more mainstream is starting to hate her. But I'm, I'm sticking <laughs> in the Rigoberta bandwagon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. The the bigger, the, the better. Um, Tartarelena, that would be really good. Oh, yes. Tartarelena. That's a, that's, that, that was a very good review that you did of them, them for Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. I think you, they should send you a box of chocolates or something because <laughs> yeah. you just opened up. Who was it? That famous YouTuber who does reviews. What's his name? And Fantano. Fantano yeah. like tuned into them thanks to Ben's review, and you know that's that. Those are two people that really break you into another mm. territory. Ben Cardew and, and, <laughs> and, and Fantano. And yeah, one slightly more than the other. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, you know, he, he, it's a step. You know, he followed your step, and then he made it. He amplified the message of Tartarelena. Definitely one of Spain's most interesting musical and original musical uh, projects. Marina uh, Herlop. I think would be very good. Yeah. Marina Herlop. Badial. Uh, Badial, obviously. Badial is the obvious. Ob- <laughs> no, you know, because oh, I'll, I'll remind listeners that she, apart from performing in the at the forum, she's also going to be hosting a a, a, a a bad gal night at Rasmatas. I think it is like her own kind of fantasy club. I think Badial is a very good local option to go and see, and I think her her live performances are super good. And uh, she has very cool dancers. Bad girls go so go. So if club. you're fan, go see Bad Girl. If you're not fan, go trash Bad Girl and say <laughs> bad things about it. <laughs> but at least see her and be, and make a educated critique. No, uh, that that would be the the recommendation. Uh, what other local? I'm looking at the lineup. Nuria Graham will be good. Martin Knight, Renato and Clara, Rombo, Chaqueta de Chanda. Chaqueta de Chanda. It's a good a good indie lineup. I'm quite into yes. lots of sort of. Uh, Bicoco playing as well. Bicoco, mm-hmm. Bicoco, yes. I yes. really want to see her live. Bicoco super great uh, R&B, but made here, even though she was living in London for a while, but I think she's living back here again. Um, is Dookie, fr- no, Dookie's Argentinian, mm-hmm. but still, you know, um, Spanish language, uh, urbano sounds. Uh, there's loads, there's loads there's for people. There's so much. I mean, this this is ridiculous. I'm looking at the lineup. Mm-hmm. Ikram Bouloum. Ikram Bouloum, she's uh, of Moroccan origin, but based in Catalonia. She does very interesting el- experimental electronics with her partner, producer, Manso. Um, that's a very ex- exciting proposition. Uh, Ivy Barcacati. She's a, she's an electronic music DJ based in Barcelona. 
Ah, Yoko. Is this Yoko as in the Yoko Collective? Don't uh, know. I don't know. The, 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 I'm, I'm trying to get the little information thing. Yeah, that's the Joko Collective. They're amazing. It's a it's a Afro descendant collective based in Barcelona. I tell you, it is Afro futuristic, uh, electronic. They they go from Afro pop to this kind of dystopian techno, but always with this kind of tribal feel in the rhythms. Ah, they're amazing. Uh, I saw them performing at the the winter edition of Sonar. And it really is a sound that I've never heard before. They're all super different with each DJ in the collective. They're different in their style and approach, but it sounds super future. If you check out their Instagram account, they sometimes upload some of the videos of the parties that they've been doing for Boiler Room, etc. And it is out of this world. Uh, I'm fully supportive of Joko Collective. Uh, and I hope they play really late at night because that's like kind of a late night apocalyptic vibe. Lathoe, I bet you'd recommend, wouldn't you, Mark? Lathoe, yes. Sorry, I forgot. How could you forget Lathoe? Uh, she's on the cusp of becoming mainstream, isn't she? Yeah. You know, she's following in Bad Gal's steps. Uh, I wish they would collab. <gasps> I wish they did something together. But I think stage. there's. I, I think Bad Gal doesn't. No, uh, uh, but I, I think they they don't. Uh, you know, they they, they see themselves as rival to... enemies, kind no, of. No, no, no. So we did like a live stream, and someone asked, "Are you going to collab with Bad Gal?" And she said, "Whenever she's ready, I'm ready." So I'm I'm all here for a collab with Bad Gal, and I was like, "Yes." Well, she was at Bad Gal's show at the Needstel Forum. She was in attendance as a spectator, but I remember early on, like. Bad Gyal, I think she was a little bit like, okay, I came along and did the whole auto-tune thing and all of a sudden there's all these bitches coming up. No, you know, but they her. did it like at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. I got the sense that she was kind of make in, in some interviews, she'd make some remarks about all these other artists popping up. And I kind of felt that she was talking about Thawi, but that's my speculation that she didn't actually never actually said La Thawi and stuff. But the fact that they haven't done anything together up still makes me wonder if there's that kind of there was a similar well, no 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 I, I was gonna like start talking about a different beef within the folky indie movement when Russian Red came out other female folky indie guitarists started appearing and there was a kind of like the music press were like oh you sound like Russian Red and stuff and Russian Red was starting to get a little bit mm, losing her patience with a lot of these people who kind of well, I don't know. It just happens, you know. Sometimes people sound similar, or I don't know. Uh, they don't. They don't. If you Nick, Nick, Nick Pickett, every artist has their own personality and stuff. But sometimes music journalists they kind of lug artists in the same sack, and it can become a little bit tiresome for the artists. Can, can I just go back to Bad Girl? She's very popular. Loads of people really love her, and the, the concert's going to be a spectacular. A spectacular. Okay. I don't want. I don't want to be rude about anyone. I, I don't. You just couldn't help be. it, could you? No, <laughs> yes. I couldn't. I couldn't. Now that's, that you've said that's everything, problem. that's my problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> and who's there's an artist called Victor, which I'm just going to click on because I don't know who's Victor and how dare you. I love it when artists they just like I'm just. What's going to be your like name? Like something super fancy and creative? No, just call me Victor. I think Dave <laughs> is the ultimate. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. Oh, but Victor is from DE Deutschland. Uh, why is it DE? Because it's. Deutschland, D-E. It starts with D-E. D-E ah, D-E. I never, okay. I never know like the abbreviations of countries like GB is Great Britain. Fair yeah. enough. But D-E, Deutsch, shouldn't it be D-L, Deutschland? I don't know. No, I, I, I don't just... know. I don't know how these things work. 
whoever. <laughs> should, should we listen to some big beef yeah. before, <laughs> before on. we get mired Let's down? Let's go for it. Big beef. Gorgeous Simulation Swarm. And that is our album of the week, Dragon, New Warm Mountain, I <laughs> Believe in You. And you know what, Johan, just when you were doing the introduction, I suddenly thought of a pun to sum up this album. Go for it. Oh, God, don't look at me like that. It's called Dragon, but it doesn't drag on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I, I, it's true. I mean, it is a long album by today's standards, one hour and 20 minutes. Uh, no, yeah, one hour 20. Uh but wow, wow, this this band, I mean, they'd only in 2019 they released not one but two albums. And they were standout albums, really well received by by the by the, the by the critics and, and the public in general. Then the following year, or or in between those two albums and this one, Ad- Adrian Lenker released a double album or two albums that, you know, one was songs, sung songs, and one was instrumentals, and it was t- titled Songs Instrumentals. Uh, it's like, damn, these people breathe out songs just like mm-hmm. they breathe out air and, and really quality songs. With this, uh, um, I mean, with this album, I do find that they've become an American treasure, the kind of band that deserves to sit at the table of greats at one of those pompous ceremonies like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of, or the Grammys. Um, um, I, I, I saw it a bit, if I may, as a, like their kind of white album or Exile on Main Street to go back into boring rock sort of uh, history. Like, or Fleetwood Mac's Tusk is well, a comparison of a big long double album. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a moment where they're just like, oh, let's do it all. You know, let's you know, let's not try to edit ourselves down to ten songs. Let's ah, do this bit. And so it's like they've got their, mo- their most country song. Yeah. Like Spud Infinity, which is really like, you know, juice harp and twanging. And it's got their most kind of like electronic-y kind of songs as well. It's like time escaping. And it's got like... It's just the most big thief in every in every kind of way, and I think it's it's really good. It's really satisfying, sort of getting into it. I, I think it's my favourite of their albums, actually. Yeah, and uh, because they've got the songs, like sometimes you think, oof, uh, so much of this vibe. But there, as you say, there's so many different little vibes going on here within their sound that it is an enjoyable listen. Uh, it, it's it's a great album for driving in the car as I always like those drive along even though I don't drive a car I'm gonna license <laughs> I can imagine myself driving along some towards some mountains listening to this getting into the mood to light my own fires and cook a mm. pot of beans um, although you can forget that vision if you've got children in the car no yeah <laughs> they're, they're not having what did you think Ma sorry I when I was I I got stuck with Big Thief at their 2016 album and I never went back and listened to them more. So now it's like my comeback to them and they're a lot more country than I remember them being. Like they were like an indie band that everyone listened to and and that's it. But they've gone full on country or at least that's the way I 
imagine them. Like when listening to this album, there was like slides going on my head of Dolly Parton in different <laughs> outfits, and while the music playing of of Big Thief. So I was like, okay, I'm. I wasn't expecting it to be this super country Middle West American sound, but uh, I I'm not against it. Yeah. I I never listen to this kind of music, but I do enjoy it. Well, apparently the concept for this album was proposed by the drummer, James Krivchenia, uh, when they were touring and they were in a hotel in Copenhagen. He, he's, he's, he presented the band with a concept that they would travel to four different locations, upstate New York, Topanga Canyon in California, the Sonoran Desert in Arizona, and the Colorado Mountains. They would record at four different studios with four separate engineers and go to each place with a specific sonic plan in mind. His intent was to capture a full expression of Lenker's songwriting and the band onto a single album. And it, it's, 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 it's such an accomplished work. And obviously now I'm really interested in her, in Adrienne Lenker, because it's like, wait a minute, who is this person who, who, who just turns out all these quality songs and has, has time for her own solo material and it's still as interesting? Well, apparently she wrote her first song at the age of eight and her first album at the age of 13, which she released when she was 14. She also, you're going to love this, Mar, she studied Taekwondo and was a karate state champion for three years in a row. Uh, so it's safe to bet, even though she sings like a wounded sparrow who just fell out of its nest, she could kick your ass if, she, if you got nippy. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> you know, she's a girl boss. But, you know, Most people could kick my ass. I know, yeah. it's, but, but, you know, because she's, she's not that tall, I think, because whenever she poses in the photos uh, with the band, she's shorter than the rest of the members. So I gather she, she's, you know, she's uh, in, a, in stature. She's not very high. Um, she also, when she was young, for a while, she lived out. She lived in a truck, like traveling all around the America. Uh, so she's she's had a very interesting and exciting life, uh, and which obviously must inform her e or make it easy for her to write songs and just write about quotidian things and extrapolate them to more poetic metaphors. Um, and I didn't cut and paste a, a song lyric to highlight what I'm trying to say here <laughs> but just listen to the album it's wonderful it is and shall we move on because we've got to talk Anna haven't we yes alright okay uh, this is also Big Thief with their very very countrified Spud Infinity Spud Wonderful. That that's one of the standout tracks, isn't it? Like, What's it gonna take? You know, it's very recognizable. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Mar, I love what you're gonna talk to us about today. I know we talked about girl boss Anna Adrienne Lenker, but you're talking about the girlest, the, girl the, the, the bossiest girl of all time. <laughs> exactly. Today I'm gonna talk about what, a, a person that's been my obsession for. Three? No, it's been more. It's been like six years almost. Six 20, years. 2018, whenever 2018 was, 
Um, back in 2018, um, the cat published an article. <laughs> I don't remember what was the title, but I remember I was at the beach and I saw everyone talking about it on Twitter and I was like, I have to read this. And it took me a long time because it's a long article. But, oh my God, it was the best thing I've ever read. <laughs> I still get flashbacks from the happiness of reading that, that article. Um, and it was about this girl called Anna and her amazing life, um, her amazing mind, her, the, how she is the girl boss of all girl bosses, how she is a living legend and how like the, the article went so viral and everyone was agreed so much that this woman was a genius um, <laughs> Netflix immediately bought the the, the rights, rights um, from this article um, to to start making a show out of Anna Delby because I haven't said her name yet but I'm talking about Miss Anna Delby which isn't her actual name maybe mm, spoilers obviously uh, <laughs> and now finally however long it took because I don't know how to um, make math so however long <laughs> it took from 2018 to 2022 Netflix has put out the show and they called it Inventing Anna and it's produced by, by Shonda Rhimes so you know you're gonna be hooked from beginning to end and, and I'm here to talk about who is Anna because I know Ben knew who Anna was, and now I know you know too, but you have to pretend you don't know, because now I'm going to go <laughs> on and on about her life and why she is, as the, the Guardian calls her, a Robin Hood-type legend for the Instagram age. And I love that, because last week we said, um, after talking about crypto, crypto. bros and, and monkeys and, <laughs> and expensive <laughs> monkeys, we said... Um, there's only one thing we can do and it's eat the rich and Anna in her own way kind of applied that so we're here for her and we are going to tell her story for the people who have no clue who Miss Anna Delby is so it all goes back to when Anna was a 20 something year old girl like 22, 24, 25 um, and she was basically known for hanging out with the richest, most influential people in New York, mm -hmm. from celebrities to other rich kids, investors, anyone you can think of who had a, an influence or, or money, to, uh, which is basically the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as a friend of hers uh, at the time described her, she managed to be in all the sort of right places. She was wearing really fancy clothing, Balenciaga or maybe Alaya. And someone mentioned that she flew in like at a party on a private jet. Ooh. So she she was that girl. She was she you when she entered the room you were like, who is that? And is why that? did she come with a private jet? Um but exactly where she come from Nobody was clear on that. Some she said she was from Cologne, and so um, so that, that's why she had an accent. But her German, her actual German, wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> some people thought her father ran a business producing solar panels. Some thought he was like a diplomat to Russia. Others thought um, he had something to do with an, the oil industry. Nobody was clear on where her money came from, but. Everybody agreed she was uh, ultra mega rich. Um, but 
And and you would think if nobody really knows her story, there's something to sus- to be suspicious about. So maybe people are dumb. But that's because we don't hang out with super ultra rich people. Because the normal thing when you hang out with this kind of people is like the friend said. There are so many trash fun kids running around the city. Everyone is your best friend, yet you don't know anything about anyone. Mm. So it's normal that you see people spending like insane amount of money, but you don't really ask much questions you just know they're super filthy rich yeah but spoiler alert anna wasn't actually any of that (laughs) and she was just the smart kid of a of a father who drove trucks in russia before they immigrated to germany where she apparently didn't learn that much german (laughs) and where he ran a heating and cooling business but how could Anyone suspect that Anna was making everything up because she spent like, money like there was no one. Like there's stories of her like just giving um, hundred dollar bills like yeah. nothing, um, and she wa- told everyone. Well, she wa- told, and it was actually true. And she was planning on opening like a sort of Soho house in one of the most important places in New York, um, a project that required twenty five million dollars <laughs> in addition to twenty five exist. Um, million dollars that had already to be put up front or something and and she decided so she was that rich or you would think she was that rich because she decided she didn't want private investors in in the project because if as she said in quoting herself um if we were to bring in investors, they would say, oh, she's 25. She doesn't know what she's doing. I wanted to build the first one by myself, which is like genius (laughs) but remember (laughs) Anna you're not actually that rich but who cares also regarding this matter the Uh, project of the Soho house I think it's very important we know that she was planning on calling it the Anna Delby Foundation or ADF which is iconic like queen behavior everyone advised her not to put that name because it's too narcissistic but she decided she didn't care and it was gonna be the Anna Delby Foundation because who have found it? Anna Delby <laughs> so <laughs> there you go and la- la- all Anna did um, was behave like a mega ultra rich person yeah. and that's why she was so successful because what does that entail and how did she perfectly encapsulate what being rich is doing the most like <laughs> the Soho House thing and all of that Um and not paying for anything. Like, if you think about it, that's the most accurate representation of a mega ultra rich person. Like, yeah. they do the craziest stuff and maybe they don't pay for it because money is not like even a thing to them. They yeah. have so ma- much of it. For example, she met a famous gallerist and she said like, oh yeah, let's go to the Venice Biennale. And then he asked, uh, she asked him to pay for <laughs> everything, to book the plane, the tickets and the hotel and the this gallery is like recounts the the story that happened and he was when anna told him like yeah you booked the plane yeah you booked the hotel he was like okay um whatever and, and anna was supposed to pay him back but after they got back um from venice she ca- kind of forgot about it and and he <laughs> forgot about it too because when what? you're that rich and he's like oh it was that it wasn't that much money it was like two or three thousand dollars so who cares and and I was like, yeah, I'm that rich. I mean, bringing it down to our level, it is true. Sometimes I've forgotten who I owe 20 euros to or who owes me like 15 euros from. Yeah, I don't know, just silly kind of 
With Bithum, everything's changing, though. Yeah, Sorry. maybe Anna would not be thriving <laughs> that much in Dragon this Bithum. time. But, but she made it on the right time. And as the original The Cat article very accurately points out, when you're super rich, you can be forgetful in this way, which is maybe one, why no one thought much of the instances in which Anna did things that seemed odd for a wealthy person, like calling a friend to have her put a taxi from the airport on her credit card or sleeping on someone else's couch or moving into someone's apartment with the tacit agreement to pay rent and then not doing it. <laughs> Maybe she had so much money, she lost track of it. So that's that was the whole idea. One of my favorite things um, she did was she got her two actual friends, she only had like two real ones, <laughs> um, which were like a life coach and a photo editor from Vanity Fair, and they went to this mega luxury trip to Marrakesh, and oh, Anna's credit card didn't work, and, and Anna said she would pay for all the expenses, and now it turns out the Vanity Fair person has to pay for it, and the balance was $62,000. Oh. More than she was paid in a year. Jesus. And Anna promised her to wire transfer her um, but a month later, all she received was $5,000. What? And I have a lot more I could go on on Anna, but um, I think we're running out of time. So just know there's a lot of m more that could be said about her. And it's so interesting. It's just impersonating a rich person. And, and also being white, it's very important because otherwise banks yeah. won't lend you millions of dollars, which is what they did to Anna. Um, eventually, she got caught. Oh, poor Anna. Um, Not and, so poor. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and basically, um, she was found guilty of everything and had to go to prison. Um, but even in the trials, which you might think, oh, she's defeated. Um, she's tired of pretending to be. No. She ha she's a girl boss of she's the girl boss of all girl bosses as we said so she continued playing this magnificent role she came up with and and she even hired a stylist Courtney Loves and Madonna's stylist to be concrete and um, for the courtroom appearances My so God. you know her mind is is, is made of gold like yeah. I cannot compare her to anyone and there's even if you want to check it out an in Instagram page dedicated to to the outfits Anna Delby wore to to court called. Whoa. Anna Delby's court looks. Anna Delby court Anna looks. De yep. <laughs> and you can see them. And and she she has like, um, she, it is known like um, that she had mental breakdowns about what outfits she would wear to court because she couldn't be there <sighs> without wearing like Balenciaga or something. She couldn't be wearing um, ordinary clothes. Um, but in jail, she didn't have that much of a bad time. She she told the, the cat journalist like, this place is not that bad at all, actually. People seem to think it's horrible. But I see like the, this sociological experiment there are a couple girls who are here for financial crimes as well this one girl she's been stealing other people's identities i didn't realize it was so easy <laughs> so i i hope she steals identities next um but yeah i think um when beyonce uh, made that song and said adiva is a female version of a hustler she was definitely talking about anna i cannot wait to see what Shonda Rhimes made out of her life because I know it will be the corny version of Anna's life and to me that's the perfect um, ingredients having um, a cor corniest uh, 
side of things like Shonda Rhimes does and the scammer of the century and mixing it all together. And fun fact before you make me shut up, do you know who's very good friends with Anna and comments on her Instagram post and makes stories about how she is um, thriving after this Netflix show? Who? Julia Fox, ah! another female version of a hustler. We have uh, two amazing women thriving because they're scamming people. <laughs> and, and I love to see that. And on that note, we say goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Review. I'm not a diva. I'm not a diva. I'm not a diva. I'm not a diva.